Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and Tony Abbott of ZoneCoverage.com is also with me. Tony, how's it going today? I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing okay. I'm just, uh, just you know, uh, waking up early and uh, and making that content uh, for, for all the people out there who we love so much. We love our fans. And uh, I know we've had a layoff here in a while, but we are going back to daily shows. Uh, one, because daily shows is, is easier to do rather than the three days a week to try to stay on task with that. But uh, also, I mean, we, we've been off for a couple of weeks and, uh, well, we just took some time because there wasn't a whole lot of news. Yep, but uh, we do have news uh, right now and uh, and we are going to get into it. And, and I think we're just like three weeks away from the start of the uh, the hockey return to play, and uh, and we'll have like Joe said, we'll have daily content leading up all the way uh, to that. Uh, we got some real exciting stuff planned over the next few weeks, and yeah, we're 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 real excited to uh, to get back onto the grind and have things to talk about because like i don't know joe and i like talking about sandwiches i don't know how much you guys like hearing joe and i talk about sandwiches i like drooling over sandwiches more but yeah uh yeah i don't know i like eating sandwiches more oh i went up to you oh you did yeah you just uh you just totally one upped me on that one that's right uh, so yeah, we're, you're a one upper. That's what you are. You're a one upper. That's true. I uh, <laughs> play Mario all the time, getting all those one ups. <laughs> yeah, I wish um, I could do the sounder though. I can't so I, I think I think the first thing, Joe, that we have to talk about is uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. There's there's stuff to talk about the return to play. Uh, this later this week, uh, we should be getting some news with one Kirill Kaprizov. Um, and a decision on whether he's going to sign with the Minnesota Wild now or not. Um, but I, I, I think I, I think the biggest thing that we might have missed is the draft lottery. Tons of news surrounding the draft lottery. Obviously, <clears throat> it had a. It, it definitely happened, and uh, strange things happened within it as well. The obviously, let's let's kind of go backtrack a little bit on the on the rules a little bit. Um, there's two phases to this draft lottery, right? There was the first phase of what the first uh, of all the different picks, right? Yep. Uh, and, so, yep. Yeah, you might be able to explain it better than I can. Okay. So, uh, the uh, draft lottery for the last uh, three years or, or five years, I think, is uh, is every team that doesn't make the playoffs gets put in the draft lottery that's 15 uh it was 14 before uh vegas entered the league now it's 15 um so those 15 teams are drawn for the top three spots uh in uh of course uh they do not have equal odds the teams that have done worse 
uh, have the highest odds. Um, but even then, like I think that the odds for the uh, top pick in the draft, the the highest odds anyone had was Detroit with I think twenty percent. So relatively low odds at the top, and you know, uh, the 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 teams at the end they don't have very high odds. Like it, it goes from I, I think one percent. Or 1.5% might be the lowest one. So pretty small, but there is a chance, right? Um, right. Problem this year is that uh, uh, everybody except for seven teams made the playoffs. Kind <laughs> yeah, of, exactly. With them doing their uh, their 2014 tournaments. So what they decided to do with that, uh, they were they were thinking of a few options. They were thinking about changing the draft lottery so that uh, you know uh, they would only draw one team. And maybe you could only move up four spots in the draft at the most. Uh, mm-hmm. They decided to play it normal. So yep. uh, all 15 non-playoff teams are eligible. And then um, you uh, you draw them. Uh, so they did that. But the, the, the solution that they had for, wait... Uh, yeah, that was the phase one drawing, right? That was yep, what's called and, phase and, one. Yep, and that was the phase one drawing. So what uh, happens now that uh, that a team that made the 2014 playoff uh, will get that pick is they are going to a phase two. So everyone who loses in this opening round of the playoffs uh, will be uh, put in a pool of eight, and they will have a, each have a one in eight chance of winning the draft lottery. And did you follow that? (laughs) Did we follow that? Yeah. I think I finally understood it as it was playing out. So because one of these placeholders, these mystery teams who we don't know yet, standings order would have been Winnipeg. So I am really happy. that. uh, I mean, I could, I could be real unhappy by the end of this all, but God, like, uh, the the Winnipeg Jets with the number one overall pick, geez, they do right, not yeah. need that. No, they don't. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So, because one of those placeholders won the lottery and has the potential to get the number one overall pick, they're doing a second phase with the teams that lose in this qualifying round to see who gets that. And like you said, it's it's a twelve point five percent chance, a one in eight chance. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. We want to get into the draft lottery, uh, our overall thoughts, and then uh, kind of what it would mean for the Wild if they ended up getting that first overall pick. And then obviously you have the ethical dilemma of uh, whether you tank this qualifying round or if you continue to win uh, and try to go for the Stanley Cup. So lots to talk about on today's show. But before we get into those topics, I do want to talk to you about rockauto.com rockauto.com is the family business that's been online for 20 years and uh, they have all of the best prices at reliably low prices for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts Uh, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate it's uh you can quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands to the specifications and prices you prefer uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. So check out RockAuto.com. And when you go to RockAuto.com, please write Locked On or Locked On Wild in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Check out RockAuto.com. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, Joe, Minnesota, if they lose this qualifying round, they would have a 12.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Uh, I I have looked through the history of Minnesota Wild draft picks, and uh, this might surprise you, Joe. Uh, the Minnesota Wild have never picked number one overall in the NHL draft before. No, they haven't, even back to their expansion year. Uh, yeah, they got the number three overall pick, which uh, was their highest pick in team history. And uh, it also happened to, coincidentally, I'm sure, uh, produce the best player in team history, Marion <laughs> Gabrick. So that is a weird coincidence how picking high can uh, can do stuff like that for you. I don't know if I believe in coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, uh, the, the second highest pick they ever had was pick four. Uh, where they picked Benoit Pouliot. So, uh, maybe it is a complete coincidence. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's the draft strategy during the time, too. I don't know. I'm going to take this pen and stick it in my ear because I don't want to hear you cursing again. Do you want to Do you want to hear the third highest pick? Will that make you feel better? Sure. What was that? It was six overall. And, of course, Miko Koivu. Miko Koivu. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I, I, think, I didn't uh, remember I think that. Matt Dumba is the fourth highest with, uh, with seventh overall. And then... If my memory serves me. There's a uh, slew of between 10 and like 15, isn't there? Uh, but I think uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard was 8th overall. Okay. So I think that's uh, that's the clear uh, clear top 5 there. Because uh, I think uh, Granlin was ninth overall. Uh, Brodeen was, was he 10th or 11th? I can't remember. I think he was... I think he was 11, but... <sighs> It, Maybe I'm just thinking of the 11 draft year, so yeah, it could so, be that. Uh, anyway, uh, picking high uh, definitely helps, and picking number one, like, oh boy, that is. It, it, there, there have been uh, there have been some uh, some clunkers or relative clunkers at number one overall. Uh, Nail Yakupov is probably the biggest one over the last decade, but y- yep. you know, like uh, uh, there there's some like players who just kind of went on to be okay, like. Um, like uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins strikes me as is a guy who you know like he's fine he's all right, right. he's definitely he's, he's decent yeah um, but most everyone uh, who has been picked first overall is uh, is pretty much a star player I think I did an article for it at Zone Coverage uh, a little bit ago uh, a couple of weeks ago I can link that in the description and uh, that uh, is. Uh, I, I think the average outcome is pretty much like Patrick Kane for that. Like Patrick Kane is average uh, for the number one overall. Okay, like he, he was he was right in the middle. I think the uh, the highest was obviously Connor McDavid. Um, yeah, and, and there were other uh, real there were other players better than uh, than than Kane. Nathan McKinnon um, is is better than uh, than Kane on that, and and I'm trying to. Trying to think of some other names. Taylor Hall, I think, uh, was a little bit better. Uh, uh, but yeah, like that's kind of the the average uh, impact in terms of wins is is uh, what Patrick Kane's averaged throughout his career. Okay. Um, overall thoughts on the outcome of this draft lottery, where the Wild now potentially have a chance to. Get that first. Well, let's just let's, let's take the wild out of it for right now. Let's let's say, okay, the 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 your overall thoughts on like a placeholder team. 
They should have. They should have waited till after uh, this was over to uh, to do it. I think. I think that. Uh, I think that a draft lottery is kind of useless if you don't know who's going to be picking first uh, after the fact. So, right. and I and I think I think right now, like it's got a lot of people with a lot of consternation because it's like, what if what if Pittsburgh doesn't uh, win their first round? Chicago. And then and then their pick goes in the lottery, which it would go in the lottery. There there are wild fans who think that uh, Minnesota gets uh, that pick no matter what. Uh, if Pittsburgh loses in the first round, um, then then that pick is kept by or in the opening round, then that pick is kept by Pittsburgh. So they would have that pick, and if they won Alexis Lafreniere, who is the uh, presumptive number one overall pick, yeah. Uh, People will have a meltdown. <laughs> uh, people are kind of already having a meltdown over the the possibility of that happening. So, like, imagine if it actually happens, or if, like Toronto gets it, or <sighs> just like another one of like the the league's faves. I suppose you could say. Um, yeah. Even yeah. though, like, I I I don't think that uh, that the draft lottery is rigged at all uh, because. Uh, I think the winners of like six of the last eleven are New Jersey and Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. Um, it definitely does. It is weird though that now we get these extra teams with pretty decent odds to uh, you know that are that didn't have great years, but now they have a chance to really move up quite a bit. Um, let's say the Minnesota Wild are, you know, they, they end up losing their qualifying series to, to Vancouver. What would it mean for the Minnesota Wild to win that draft lottery and win the first overall pick? I mean, obviously we're talking drafting Laffy here, but yeah, I, what do I you think, think just in general that means? Because I know – when when the Timberwolves won the first overall pick and they were able to draft Carl Anthony Towns, like it was it was huge because of the, the psyche and the scar tissue of that team being so bad for so many years, um, you know, and, and it was just like oh my god, something went well for him. Just overall in general, like psyche surrounding the Minnesota Wild, outside of Lafreniere being a, a, a talent that could really change the trajectory of this franchise, just say winning the first overall pick, I think that changes this overall psyche of, around the team as well. Yeah, I think it would mean everything for the Minnesota Wild to uh, to win this pick. Uh, I'm looking at an article that Corey Promen wrote at theathletic.com where he talked about, he, he basically ranked the t- uh, top 31 NHL draft prospects of, of the past five years, so where they were at the draft in his estimation, right? Um, mm-hmm. So line A was number one, Austin Matthews was number two. Rasmus Dahlin was number three. Those were the prospects he thought the most of at the time. And then at four is Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, I, I think being able to to get a prospect like that, um, you know, at at at, at the first, uh, you know, with the first overall pick, and adding that to a Minnesota Wild draft pool, or uh, sorry, prospect pool. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's so huge for Minnesota. Minnesota's never had a star, at least not since Gabrick, uh, that, uh, that has been able to step in. And now, uh, you throw Lafreniere into the mix, right? 
if you throw Lafrenia into the mix, then you have him, you have Kirill Kaprizov entering the league next year, and then you have uh, Kevin Fiala, who had this uh, who had this uh, incredible breakout down yep. the stretch. Uh, you like Kevin Fiala could just be okay after that, and your team is still in really good shape. So it would be so yeah. huge. Or, or like if they kind of go like the teeniest tiniest bit off the board, we might talk about this in a future episode and draft uh, Quentin Byfield, who's a center. He's the top center in the draft. In uh, most consensus, the uh, the number two pick. Um, right. Pronman has him ranked as the sixth best prospect of the past five years, uh, with uh, with only Jack Hughes and those top four ahead okay. of him. So getting him, even if you wanted to go off the board and, and draft for need with the center, um, I don't know if I would do that, but that would still be <laughs> that would still be huge. Um, and and yeah, I uh, I am just I am just over the moon at the possibility of Minnesota getting that number one overall pick because like like that the wild have the bones of a solid team and they have for a long long time yeah and all they've needed is somebody to come in and make a high-end impact and we're hoping to get that out of kaprizov uh later this week with him signing hopefully we Uh, see some real promise with fiala being able to do that yep and to add one more to that mix and have three guys that you can really be like, these are the future, with the solid cast behind them of that top four defense of uh, young players like Erickson Eck and Jordan Greenway, um, mm-hmm. with uh, with like the defensive capabilities they have with uh, with Marcus Foligno, and uh, and uh, and uh, I already said Jordan Greenway, but Jordan Greenway, <laughs> right? Um, I think and Joel Erickson Eck, to be honest, like like you have that structure in place. That if you get three top players in the span of two years, like let's go, let's freaking go. <laughs> well, and that's not even to um, talk about. You know, they have potentially three picks in the first round these next two years. I mean, there's really a big chance to, even if they win that 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 first overall pick. I mean, they still got next year's pick and then the Pittsburgh pick as well. Or it could even be later this year as well, mm-hmm. depending on what Pittsburgh does. Like there's some real chance to really get some in- serious impact players uh, in the next two years. And, and Lafreniere would obviously be just icing on the cake, but it, it, it's, it's crazy yeah. to think about the, the prospects there. You you love to see it, I think is what you they absolutely say. love to see it. So uh, obviously you're going full on in of uh, you know the, the hype and uh, uh, maybe going crazy with it if uh, if the Wild were able to to win that. So in the next segment, I do want to talk about the dilemma then that the Wild are facing. Do they try to go for the Stanley Cup in what is a really odd year? Uh, where it seems fairly wide open. I mean, you still have your top teams, but, you know, you can get hot, you can get a hot goalie, and, and you could really make a run here. Or do you take your chances with that 12.5% if you lose? So uh, we'll get into that in the next segment here on Locked on Wild. Welcome back to the show. It's Locked on Wild with Tony and Joe of zonecoverage.com. Tony, uh, as I teased before uh, breaking the last segment, 
obviously we're all excited about a potential first round pick here in Minnesota if the Wild lose to the Vancouver Canucks in the qualifying round. But that's the thing. The Wild need to lose. And at the same time, the Stanley Cup playoffs appear to be fairly wide open. I mean, like I said, there are still your top teams like Boston and Tampa. Uh, Colorado, I think, has a real, real good chance this year. St. Louis is always uh, St. Louis strong. was was strong. But with the layoff, with different players opting in and out, with 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 teams and, and things like that, it's it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. You never really know. Plus the the quick series the, in, at the front end of it, uh, you might get uh, some of the player, some of the middle teams that were healthy and still looked as strong, uh, like a Pittsburgh or something. Well, and Kevin Fiala Fuck. is like an X factor too, right? Like if you remember right. what happened with uh, with the Wild in the 2003 playoffs, right? No one expected them to do anything because you know they were uh, not. A very good team. I'm sorry. I know we all we all love those guys, but they weren't like a particularly good team. But what they did have was they have a, a team that, uh, other than uh, good goaltending, they had good goaltending. That's kind of the rub. They definitely with. had good goaltending. Um, but what they had, other than the good goaltending, right, is uh, they had a really solid defensive structure, and they had one guy to be the X factor in Marion Gabrick. You could, as long as you get decent goaltending, like from Alex Daylock holding the fort down or Capo Kakinen stepping in or even Devin Dubnik, you know, recovering yeah. um, from, you know, his rough season uh, this year. Um, any of those things with Minnesota's defense, with Kevin Fiala acting as an X factor, that is enough to get you on a playoff run if you get, you know, the, the right breaks going your way. So, right. yeah, sorry to, sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, absolutely. But so, that, I mean, you've got this dilemma, like it is, you could potentially capture a cup, which has been the big prize for the Minnesota wild and for every team actually. So do you take your chances in that, in something that you can actually control in a sense, you know, obviously there's another team playing against you, but there's, there's a sense of like, you have more control rather than, than saying like the blackjack card, you know, or, or or the slot machine that is basically this phase two draft. Now your odds are better than a slot machine, but you're still gambling if you lose out. Um, and everybody looks at it like, yeah, it's a one in eight chance. It's twelve point five percent. It's still really great odds, but when you look at it, it's still eighty seven and a half percent that you're not going to get that. So mm-hmm. when you look at the probabilities, like the, the Wild are overwhelmingly not going to get that draw. Obviously, we're all looking at it going, yeah, you know, we might have that one chance. And certainly you have that one chance of of getting picked. So what do you think the Wilds should do here? Do you think that they go for it? Or do you think maybe in the back of their minds they're saying, no, let's really try to go for that first overall pick? Well, the players don't care. I think that's that's kind of the first thing you got to say is that the players aren't going to – they're not going to be a jabroni – for the Vancouver Canucks, um, right. they're they're not going to uh, they're not going to take the fall in the first round. They are going to play. They they want to win. Uh, the coach wants to to win for sure. Dean Evason, you don't uh, you you know like you don't think that he wants to have a, a run that he can go to uh, Bill Guerin and be like, look at this thing that I did. Uh, did uh, did Bruce Boudreaux ever win the first round? 
No? Okay. Um, you should, uh, you should give me that uh, contract then. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, you got a coach that wants to win, and the GM wants to win, too. Like, this is a, where Bill Guerin is not uh, the trust the process GM from Philly, uh, Sam Heineke, Heineke uh, who, uh, you know, it was was basically like a bean counter uh, at uh, at Bain Capital before joining the NHL. Like Bill Guerin was a player. Like this is this is a guy who is uh, who is competitive at hockey mm-hmm. and who doesn't want to lose at hockey. I don't see Bill Guerin being like, ah, man, we we gotta we gotta we gotta not win this series. Like Bill Guerin wants to win. Uh, well, at, at least publicly too. Like when you look at the Zucker trade, when you look at the Bruce Bo- Bruce Boudreaux firing, which signaled kind of, hey, are they tanking? But even publicly, he's saying, no, I expect this team to try and, and go for the playoffs. We want to win. So maybe it is lip service, and publicly he's saying that. But that's what we have to go off of is saying like, yeah, he appears to want to continue to win. And he did not keep selling at the deadline too. So like, you can. You can assume that uh, that he put his money where his mouth is there, whether you liked the move or not. It does seem like uh, like Bill Guerin's not interested in uh, in playing the ping pong ball game rather than putting on a competitive team on the ice. So right. uh, all those guys are going to want to win. Uh, I, I think the only question there is how happy you should be to see Minnesota lose in the opening round. And like... I feel very conflicted about it. I don't like a system, and this is part of the reason why I wanted uh, this to this uh, draft lottery to happen after the opening round, right? I don't like this system where I'm incentivized in any way to see my team lose a playoff series. I think that sucks. Right, yeah, now you've incentivized it. Maybe you get a team like Pittsburgh or Chicago who maybe has a favorable matchup. And I don't even know what their matchups are. I mean, a Canadian seem to be decent for, for Pittsburgh, but then you've got Pittsburgh. Chicago who, plays Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Edmonton is much stronger, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that rather than try and be legitimate in there, you do our incentivizing, players maybe not players but uh, for teams and organizations to maybe not put their best foot forward and into this qualifying round um and maybe you don't get the best hockey out of them Mm -hmm. i don't know it just it does bother me that a little bit so i see where you're coming from well let me ask you a question um uh so uh let's uh let's say uh let's say that uh that you can guarantee that minnesota wins the draft lottery right if you can guarantee it, let, let's let, let's 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 live in a world where we know the future, and uh, the lottery ping pong ball is going to come out Minnesota's if they lose in the opening round. What would you rather see Minnesota do? Would you rather see them win the Stanley Cup, or would you rather see them draft Lafreniere? I think in the immediate future, you you say the ping pong ball over winning the Stanley Cup. Well. Oh, I, God dang it. 
I don't know, because I definitely want to see the Stanley Cup as well. Um, Because I'm thinking of short term, like if you get Lafreniere and everything falls right, potentially you can go for more cups than just taking advantage of one year. But but at the same time, just think of a championship in this town. Yeah, that that you have to think about it is kind of insane to me. Because, like, the the flies fly forever with that. Like, I would easily rather see Minnesota win the Stanley Cup. Right, yeah. Um, But, like, the the fact that, like, the fact that that's even a question for you shows how much this opening, or this uh, this split draft lottery thing absolutely sucks. Um, Yeah. I don't know, I ran a poll uh, because Money Puck gave Minnesota a 13.9% chance of making the Western Conference Finals, and they might overrate Minnesota a little bit. I, yeah, I they, think, their odds definitely overrate Minnesota. I think they kind of do, but it's it's about the same as uh, the the chance that Minnesota has of drafting Lafreniere. And I, I ran a poll asking whether Wild fans would rather uh, make the Conference Finals, be guaranteed making the Conference Finals, uh, which is as far as Minnesota's ever gotten, and with potential to go further than that, or uh, draft Lafreniere, and in uh, about two thirds of the people who responded, which isn't a huge sample of people, uh, voted to uh, to uh, draft Lafreniere, and it's hard to blame them, but it also just like it, it really sucks to see. Um, I, I I think you saw something like that too. I mean, I, right after that. Um, Russo, I think, put on Twitter basically like, "Do you put Russo in net? To, you know, to to get be able to draft Lafreniere yeah, again?" And that's for just a one and eight role, and that's just for a chance to potentially win the first overall pick. And again, like I said, you can go into it thinking like twelve per twelve point five percent is is uh, is huge, and there's real chance. But when you're looking at probability, like you're setting yourself up to be let down big time because of the overwhelming odds that your team isn't picked. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way things go. It's, it's chance. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know um, um, to double down and, and try to tank, I think would be a bad, if the wild lose and let's say a competitive five game series, I don't know if obviously it's a nice consolation, but I would say like, look, go for the cup. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's, know. It, I don't even know if it's a good consolation. It's it. Oh, this the situation is so weird. I've gone I've gone so long without hockey um, that I don't know to 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 be happy that my team came back and then just like got their ass beat for three games. Yeah, like imagining that happening and just being like, yeah, I'm really happy because like. There's a there's a twelve point five percent chance that like this could work out good. I don't know. Like I might I I probably will feel that way. I probably will get myself hyped up for the second phase of the draft lottery. But like I don't know. I think it sucks. I think losing sucks. I think I'm sick of losing. Yeah, um, definitely. So, all right, that's probably gonna do it for today's show. Tony, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tony. You can find my work at zonecoverage.com. I will have something tomorrow up about uh, Caitlin Addison, so uh, stay tuned for that. 
and Kaylin Addison added to the training camp roster. So interesting story developing there. Kaylin added to the training camp roster's son. Ooh. Ooh. Where are you going to find oh, you, Joe? son. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15, as well as, uh, you know, you can follow all my work on Fridays on ZoneCoverage.com. Like I said, that'll do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe to your device. It sends it to you every time there's a new episode and without having to do any extra work on your part. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday because we are daily again beep, 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 to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day. <laughs>